All right, we're here with a special trade deadline edition of the Purple Moose Podcast coming from you live in St. Cloud, Minnesota. Uh, this is the big one, folks. This is the one we've been aiming at for a while, talking about. Uh, I'm here with a couple special guests, but none other to have to start off with my brother, Jeff. How you doing so far? I'm doing great. Broski, can't wait to get this podcast rocking and rolling. Hour-long trade deadline podcast. Going to run through a bunch of trades that have already happened, what other potential trades might go down, guys on the move, and so on and so forth. Uh, but before we get into all that... We've got gonna, a couple special, we have we, a couple we, special we, guests we, here, hosts we have to talk about. Obviously, we got to my... To my left, Mike Stafford. Mike, uh, you've been on the podcast before. How are you feeling today? Back in cloud. Uh, it's interesting being back here in cloud. Many memories, especially this is where you and I first met. We're uh, watching a little puck right now, going to a Husky hockey game tonight, number one versus number three. Yeah, it's going to be uh, a great talk- game. It's going uh, to be a fun <laughs> Did afternoon. Did they win last night too or did they lose? Uh, they lost them? in overtime. Uh, they win tonight in regulation. They uh, they win the NCHC. So this is going to be a huge night for them. Uh, to my left, we got another special guest host who has been on the podcast a couple times before, Sean Bell. Sean, how are you doing today? Uh, I'm beyond excited, man. We, uh, we braved a winter whiteout to be here in cloud today. <laughs> We're talking about uh, all sorts of trade deadline stuff here now, and uh, we got Olympic hockey in the background and college to look forward to tonight. Hey, how pumped are you for your first ever Husky hockey game? This is unbelievable. Now, I've been here before, uh, mostly just physically, not so much. Uh, Mentally. <laughs> not, not so much in, in full capacity. Yeah. Ready, I'm extraordinarily ready. excited to watch these Huskies play tonight. Oh, it'll be when, a when, when the conference at the Herb Brooks Memorial Ice Arena. I mean, ice it, rink? yeah. No, the Herb Nash, Brooks Center. National Hockey Center. Herb Brooks National Hockey Center. <laughs> hey, we're, we're going to the herb tonight, so we that's exciting. Uh, Jeff, beer of the podcast. It's more like drinks of the podcast. Uh, what do we got on tap today? We got Labette Blue, um, Canadian yummies, ca- Canadian yummies for beer, and we also have some uh, some Buffalo, Buffalo Trace, Trace. Uh, with some ginger ale. Uh, compliments of Sean Bell, really stepping up when someone asked to make a beer run. Got a couple extra. He 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 he's a little bit extra today, and I like that. It was a, it was a nice move. So it's an extra kind of day. It's an extra type of day. So and we, we also made a, a special stop to an Saint Cloud institution. Vals. 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 An institution. I mean, you can't go to Saint Cloud and not stop by Vals. You know, some people will say it's just like a, a better version of McDonald's. I say it's where Jesus first created the burger. Who knows what the real answer is? But you, you got to have Vals. Gosh, <laughs> Vals just hit the spot. Really yeah. did, really, really did. Well, let's jump into it. Let's talk. Uh, let's let's, uh, let's talk about trades here. Uh, where do you want to start? From the back to the front. You want to talk about the biggest one? How do you want to go through uh, this? I'm gonna go back to February 13th. Kind of was like the, s- the start of some of these trades getting going right now. Uh, trade between the LA Kings and the Ottawa Senators. Kings acquire Dion Phaneuf, Nate Thompson from Ottawa in exchange for Marion Gabbert and Nick Shore. I kind of like this uh, trade more for. Um, LA because they get physical presence in Dion Phaneuf. I think Phaneuf, with the past two teams now he's been in big time Canadian markets, has not played very well under the it's in, in big markets like that. So I, I think this is a great great change of scenery for Phaneuf. He's playing well so far. Obviously, he's got a couple goals uh, already to start off. But you know, what? I look at the Dion Phaneuf trade. First off, Marion Gabrick and his injury prone and. and how bad of a contract that was. Getting him off your roster, I think, is a, is addition by subtraction. Yeah. Now, I'm not saying I think Dion Phaneuf, this is a really, really juicy trade if it's 2008, you know? Yeah. It's, 2000, it's 2018. Who really gives a shit about <laughs> Dion Phaneuf or Marion Gabrick anymore? Because uh, they both carry heavy cap hits, and they really haven't done a lot. Now, no. on Phaneuf's side, I agree. He's big. He's physical. Uh, he's the type of guy who can throw the body around. And if you're not paying his full salary, really, who cares if he's your second, third pairing guy? Uh, defensemen are hard to come by, so I think LA wins this trade. Although, if you know the goal is for uh, Ottawa to start moving out cap and, and getting a little bit cheaper players and, and going for a full scale rebuild, which I want to talk about Ottawa in a bit because to me, I think we have seen some really big red flags with what's going on in the organization. But uh, this trade was interesting. Uh, again, like I said, 2008, this would have been the big blockbuster of the year. It's 2018. Who cares? All right, so kind of the next big trade. There's a few minor trades in between that, but the next big trade happened at, uh, with the Flyers and the Red Wings. Flyers acquired Peter Mrazek from Detroit in exchange for a conditional fourth-round pick in the 2018 draft. and A conditional, conditional third, third, too, if he resigns with yeah, the team. Yeah. Mike, what do you think about this trade? That, that's just a head-scratcher for me from the, the, the Red Wings' point of view. If you look at, uh, I think it was either McKenzie or Drager point, pointed out how how – 
how often third or fourth round players get to 100 games. You're looking at a 10, 10% chance for a fourth rounder, 20% chance for a third rounder. Yeah. Pretty Mrazic. I mean, he's not a guy to stand on the top of his head and, and carry the team, but that's just a, a head scratcher for me for the Red Wings. Again, they're going for the rebuild. You never know when you might hit with a deep draft pick like that. That might be what they're going for and just trying to acquire future considerations and future benefits. You know, it was kind of a head-scratcher for me with Detroit uh, trading away Mrazic. I would have thought this guy is going to be the goaltender of the future for this organization. He's had a couple yeah, of uh, had, up years. Up years, down yeah. years. He played really well. Last 10 games, he was like 8-1-1. One, one. Oh, absolutely. He's on fire. And, you know, with Jimmy Howard, he's he, he, they're probably going to move on from him when his contract's up, so then you got to find another new goalie. So it's a head-scratcher, mm-hmm. like you said, for Detroit well, side. E- even more so, too, not to, not to jump in, but honestly, you look at, like, Flyers lost Elliott and Michael Neuverth basically until the playoffs, probably, yeah. right? How did they not get a second-round pick from Morazic when – Ron Hextall is like same with this team. I'm not. We're not in a rebuilding year. Now we're a team that's in transition. That's trying to now make the next step yeah. to be a, a competitor and a contender. How did like? I'm sorry. I kind of think Ken Holland's extremely overrated. I have for a couple of years. Obviously, the organization hit on some you know home run picks like guys like Lidstrom, Datsuk, and Zetterberg in late rounds, and, and that really reshaped the franchise in, in their favor. And they've done well at drafting, developing. But I think asset management is his weakest. You know. Yeah. Weakest thing that he does. He's past his prime as a, a, he is. a general he, he manager. Really I mean, he, he crushed it, and he's the reason the wings were. He, and he has an opportunity to go be a GM somewhere else, but with I think, you know. I, I think it's more of an ego thing. Ken Holland, you know, you think Ken Holland, you think the Red Wings, you think those late 90 Red Wings, and. Right. Yeah, and he then, can't do anything. You know, he can't do any bad, and he's like, look at what I put put together. They haven't right hit on a pick outside of. The first round in the last. I think it's just a new age. Of, years, there's a honestly. new age of yeah. hockey being when you put together a team that you need to look at, and I think that's you not Ken Holland's strength, and that's it's past. Sorry, now we're back here. Sorry about that, folks. Um, what were we just had a buddy call in, Jeff? Why don't you text Paul if you can and tell him to stop calling? That'd be great. Um, <laughs> I think we I love you, Paul. Was, by the way, we love you too, Bud. We're yeah, just trying to get I, this. I uh, we'll Paul's try. number, but work on it. Long story short, we're not we're not super impressed for the Red Wings for this haul. Yeah, um, really, really think the Flyers won. Sorry, the Flyers definitely won on this trade, especially the you know the moves they or how they've been jumping up the standings the past month, two months to. Uh, I think they're tied with at, at the current moment tied with Pittsburgh for first in the Metropolitan. Yep, that's uh, exactly So right. you looked at it about a month, two months ago. They had a couple teams to jump. You didn't know if they were going to be a wild card team. Now you could be looking at them uh, to, to get home ice in the first round. So great trade by the Flyers. Red Wings. C to C minus, I thought, for the Red Wings. I yeah. thought they could get out a lot more from Mrazic. Um, but you know, what, one of the traits, too, that I want to talk about and just jump in there because, you know, we don't do a podcast without me. Obviously, talking about Chicago Blackhawks, I think everyone's sick of it. But guess what? I don't care because it's my podcast. I can do whatever the hell I want. Uh, <laughs> Michael Kempney for a third-round pick over to the Capitals. Uh, Jeff, what was your thought on the Kempney trade? Well, I think uh, Capitals get a little extra depth out of that deal by bringing in Kempney. Um, you know, I don't think Kempney has done a whole lot since uh, in his NHL career. But, I mean, he's more of a third-pairing defenseman, and you never know. For I mean, a third-round pick? I mean, that seems like to be a going rate. Everyone's yeah. trading away third-round picks in this year and next year's draft for depth defensemen and depth forwards. Yeah, well, it's just, just the currency that we're dealing with. Yeah, well, just looking at the scene the past couple of years, I think I mentioned the last podcast that GMs are becoming more wiser about not unloading high, highly touted prospects and and high draft picks for rentals because it's it's not you it's very very hard to hit on those guys that can really um bring you a championship being that key piece i mean la it worked out for la with jeff carter and marion gabbert coming on over but other than that i mean it's you just see a lot of these depth guys coming over these third uh pairing defensemen or these bottom six forwards that's kind of what we're seeing and you know you're not seeing too much too many big names yet i mean again we're still a couple days away from trade deadline definitely i think you know tomorrow and monday is you know i think if we're going to see the action it's going to start coming up tomorrow night now I don't mind depth moves, especially if you're a team like the Washington Capitals, because they've gone all in so many years. This isn't their year. They're at the top of their division. They're probably going to win it, but they're not, 
you know, oof. are they third? They're, they're third, third right now. I'm yeah, sorry. Right, they, they, so right now they're sitting at third, but we have to look at the, the game overall hand points. Point back. Right. Uh, okay. Well, uh, uh, sorry, let, let me rephrase. They have been in first in the Metro for a long time. Now they're just not in first. Does that make sense? Like Correct. They, yeah. they were at the that, top of the Metro for majority of the season. Well, like, even that is, is such a shifting landscape. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, it's interesting with the Capitals. I mean, I, I would have said, okay, now th- this, you know, with the last two years, those were their two years to uh, to, to win it all. Uh, they, 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 didn't get, they did not get out of the second round. Um and I think more so this year, it would probably be a better time for them to make a big run if they're more a team that's flying under the radar, you know, not having too much pressure on them to be the top team and to have a target on their back. But I just look at their team now, and it's just like, I'm, I'm I hope he, man, he has not been playing well. He's not been himself like the last two seasons i think that's the best way of putting it i i think that watching holtby especially over these last two seasons maybe not being himself might be the right term but with the washington capitals it's kind of one of those situations always a bridesmaid never a bride huh yeah 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 no it's uh Man, they're, they're, that's always wedding attendant, never even a bridesmaid. They you know, they can't even get out of the second round. You can't call them a bridesmaid. They don't even get a They're an usher. Champion. They're an usher. Yeah, they've never actually been to the wedding. They haven't even been to the wedding yet, actually. They haven't even been to the wedding. All right. They're, they're, they're like that buddy you used to be close with, and then all of a sudden you ran into him before they're you got married. Only. They're dinner only. They yeah, they're dinner only. They're yeah. dinner only. All right. They're definitely, yeah. But you're 100% right with what you're saying, you know. They've always been the bridesmaid, never the bride. They, you know, they've always done whatever they could. I cannot name a year, honestly, more than two years in a row where they haven't been the best regular season team. You know what I mean? It's like either every other year or, you know, it's like the Washington Capitals are a lot like the San Jose Sharks, and it took San Jose forever. San Jose used to win President's Trophies all the time. They were the top of the fucking West constantly. They finally got to a Stanley Cup final, but you look at how old that team was. Oh, gosh, yeah. And, and, you know, and so – Washington Capitals making depth moves. Uh, they, they grabbed another guy from Montreal, I think, for like a fifth-round pick, too. They're going to start to reshape and build this team the way they want. Now, guys like Kempney and the other guy they grabbed, too, it's like a really hard name to pronounce. It's, I just call him JJ because it's like yeah, whatever. Yeah, Yeah, Yurebeck or whatever. These are guys that are younger that can actually play on the team for a couple years. And you know what? You're, the way I always look at it is if you can get a third-round talent for a third-round pick, would you rather do it now or would you rather draft and develop the person? Sometimes it's better just to give your capital now and get the uh, proverbial player that you think at that level to con- immediately contribute to the team. So I don't look at these as bad moves. I actually like these moves. I like it from Chicago's point. Chicago seems to be, I think, doing the smart thing, kind of looking at it as we're not going to completely blow this thing up, but we're going to try to make some small retool. adjustments here, retool at the trade deadline. If they could get out of the Anisimov contract, uh, and I'm pretty sure they could, if they could get out of the Seabrook contract, they'd be a game changer. But um, – it's gonna be some tough, uh, tough moves to pull there for Stanley B. But yeah, to you know, cut out. St- Stanley B. I think has one year left. If I'm being 100 honest, and I think he only has one year left because it's not Coach Q's fault. Coach Q has had so much roster. Turn- coach Q's had more roster turnover, I think, than any head coach in, in the last 10 years. Oh, I, I, I agree. mean, outside of your core four guys. He has had to do absolutely everything to put together ragtag teams, and he won three cups in the process. That's absolutely it's, correct. It's, 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 you know, again, with, with that team, it's just having to chop chop half the roster after these big cup runs and yeah. everything else like that. It's, 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 it's crazy. And, you know. Or when Stanny comes in and brings in guys like Ladd and, and yeah, Drake away Phil to know, and like. The sixteen was bad. Sixteen was really bad. I mean, well, I, I don't, I don't fault them for going all in that year. I mean, you know, you the Deno the really well. trade. I mean, they, but they I went all I, in. I never I, liked the Deno trade. I didn't like the Deno trade either because I thought that would be a good young up and coming. And now player. you're seeing that he is a he is a nice mid. I like, like say mid six, a mid yeah. like he could play second, third line, but. Man, would they like to have that one back? Boy, but man. you know what? Hindsight's twenty twenty. But I don't want to talk too much about the Blackhawks because well, we that's got the a biggest lot of complaint stuff going on. Uh, to talk about. Let's go to the next trade. What do you got? Um, so uh, I don't Kemp- want to hear the Kemper trade. I don't care about the Kemper trade. Kemper trade. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go to a bigger trade here. The uh, Devils acquire Michael Grabner from the New York Rangers for prospect Igor Rykov and a second round pick in the twenty eighteen. I won't. Can I hit on this real quick? And I'll let you talk yeah. for a while. I apologize. So first off. 
This is the first ever trade between New York and, and New Jersey. Crazy. First ever trade between these two teams. Wow. In the existence of the clubs, first trade ever. Uh, New Jersey teams don't trade with each other. You rarely, if ever, and I've seen one before, an Islanders-Rangers trade, New York teams don't trade with each other. Anyways, with that being said, um, the prospect that they got is apparently a guy that the Rangers are kind of coveting a little bit, but he was a late-round guy. The second-round pick is nice. I absolutely 100% fucking love this trade from the Devils' perspective. They had a guy who's potted 25 goals this year, and eight on I think it's eight on the power play, if I'm not mistaken. Something like that. Uh, and yeah, he's or no, no, I'm sorry, he hasn't had one power play goal. He scored 25 even strength goals. even strength goals with eight being uh, or seven being on a uh, empty net, but. Even a guy who's scoring 20 goals in his fast... Mikel Grabner, you could argue, is probably the fastest player in the league. Oh, yeah. I mean, got a lot of speed. I look at the three fastest players in my personal eyes are Mikel Grabner, Andrew Cogliano, and Connor McDavid. Yeah. I think those are the three. And maybe Nate McKinnon there, too. You're talking oh, yeah. about pure speed. Oh, absolutely. So, in the Devils, who were just rebuilding last year, trying to figure this out, look at how much has changed. What a way to show your fans that they appreciate you sticking around and you want to, you know, you're serious about making a run to get a guy like Michael Grabner for a second round pick and a prospect. Shit, if that gets you in the playoffs and you get some games, that is a win to me, hundred percent a win to me. I love when teams who are who are still in that rebuilding type phase, they do go for it moves. You know, just yeah. to show the fan base, like, look, we're not, you know, we could keep the second round pick and and develop this guy out for five years, but shit, why don't we get Grabner and try to make a run at the playoffs and try to see if we can get in the second round? You know, it's like to me, that's. And not, those, you know, those special playoffs, you, you, I, I think the, the Devils are secure and they're, they're getting in the playoffs. You look, okay, they're, they're five games up or five points up on the Islanders right now. Uh, I think they're going to be there. So they're looking at playing any, anywhere from Washington, Philly, or Pitt. And if, you know, get, get a couple of lucky bounces, get some great goaltending, they, they're in the conference championship out of whoever comes from the Atlantic. Yeah. And those teams are going to just beat up on each other. So you could have a, a sneak, sneak attack from the Devils. You have Taylor Hall playing oh, MVP, MVP hockey. On my fantasy team, was on Jay's fantasy team. We did a little trade, trade back type scenario. So, you know, look hey, at Jay's I face. Got, look at Jay's face right now. Do you, you got, you, for people who are listening, you can't, you can't see his face, but Jeff just threw me like the big fuck you eyes. Did you see yeah, that? Yeah, yeah. That was a big yeah, fuck yeah, you. Yeah, that was a smug smile. That was a smug ass smile. I got Blake Wheeler out of the deal. You know so, what? It was a fair trade. It was a good trade. Hey, that was a great trade. That was a great <laughs> trade. Benny and the Jets is here. Went from the glove savers to Benny and the Jets because I've got Jamie <laughs> Ben and three three Jets players. That might be the best fantasy name you've ever come up, but he was I still like the that. glove savers. <laughs> the glove savers. <laughs> right. But, I mean, that, that's the but kind yeah. of deal that it... You look at it, it's like, is that going to put them over the top? But you look at where, what they could have, who they could potentially go in the playoffs. You come back to this that, this move in May, and it's like, that's what did it. That's what turned them around. That's that's kind of that extra boost that maybe won them a game or two in the playoffs. And the way some of the matchups they could get, that's all you need to turn around is one or two games that gets you from a, a first-round bounce in six games to a game seven. It gets you in the a, playoffs. It's a win. Yeah. You know, who, yeah. who gives a shit about I mean, a late second-round pick? Get uh, in, and yeah. you have just as good a chance as anyone two, else to win the cup. I'm sorry. I know people will look at Mikel Grabner and say, he scored 25 goals. He's going to get a contract. I'm sorry. Mikel Grabner's not getting another contract. He's going to continue to get these one- to two-year things. Yeah. His best opportunity, in my eyes, to get a long-term contract or something that assembles one is with, is with the Devils. You know, the Devils might say, this guy's playing great for us. We like this. He he complements what we're looking for. He's not incredibly old either. You know, he's still on that, like, right around that 30 side. You get him on a three, four-year contract, maybe about $3 million a year. Mm-hmm. I think Mikel Grabber could be a nice top six forward uh, on an emerging New Jersey Devils team. This was a trade I absolutely love. These are the type of trades that, like, you wish happened all the time because they benefited both teams so well. You know, you look at with Shiro coming in, man, he, he did wonders with that Pittsburgh Penguins club, and he's doing wonders again with the New Jersey Devils club. Sucks he didn't get to see the last two cups in his name, you know? I yeah, mean, that, that, well, he won one with, with Pittsburgh in 09, but he's he's doing, he's building this team the right way. Sometimes you just need to go work. somewhere else. Yeah, this Look off, at Rutherford. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. You know, um, with Shiro, I mean, he's made a lot of great moves since he's come on board to the team, and no I, bigger I, to segue into our next trade. Right, right, exactly. Sorry, trade. You want to talk about this, Doozy? Yeah. Don't go into the details. Let's just go, you know, high points here. It's it's so goddamn convoluted that we can't, you know, it's going to take us an <laughs> hour is, just to talk about the deal. So, yeah. Penguins get Broussard. Ottawa gets a bunch of picks and a prospect or two. Evil. And, and 
Vegas holds on to 40% of his money for this year and next year because they have a ton of cap space. And they got Ryan Reeves in a fourth-round pick out of the deal. So it was a really weird int- – it was probably the most complicated trade I have ever seen go yeah. down. I mean, it was – yesterday at 11 a.m. trade went down. All of a sudden by 6 p.m., it still had not been consummated because they had to make four specific trades to get this to happen. Anyways, Derek Broussard on the Pittsburgh Penguins. Sean Bell, what's your thoughts? I know you don't like the pen. <laughs> this, this, is a, this is a scary one for me. Obviously, if I were a Pitt fan, I'd be extraordinarily excited. But uh, this makes me nervous. Uh, you look at Pitt already kind of fighting their way back to the top of the division. Yeah. They're going to get big talent like Broussard there. And really, in my eyes... They're giving up picks that I don't really think they need. I think they have enough young talent on that team that they are in a position to kind of give away picks for maybe some guaranteed players. So I like it for them. Uh, you know, um, I, I think uh, I think it was a, a big move on their part. And as long as it plays out, they're not going to miss those picks, I don't think. You know, with Pittsburgh, with Rutherford, he said it's we're in a win-now mode right now. And I don't blame him. I mean, you kind of at the goal for Chase it. Now. Chase it. I mean, seriously, keep this momentum rolling. You've won the last there two There is cups. nothing to right. gain by drafting developing yeah. the Pittsburgh and, 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 and look at There is nothing and, to gain. Look at this team game. has has made a lot of their – Since brought up a lot of their good – Malkin's 32? They, no, no. Yeah, no, yeah, you're 100% right. They're at that age where yeah. three, two, three more years down the line, the Pittsburgh Penguins are going to start to have a very – not rough, but I will say almost like the San Jose Sharks do right now where they're – they're middling competitive, but not Stanley Cup competitive. And that's going to happen. Yeah. So chase it right now. If they three-peat, who cares? They two-peated. They have three cups between those two guys, you know? Yeah. Between, right. Or between Latang, Crosby, Malkin. Malkin. Yeah. Okay? And Flurry too, you can say. But regardless, what I'm saying is, you've already, you, the dynasty's there. It's yeah. done. But you write, you have no need for picks and prospects. You need to make trades like this. To solidify your opportunity to win as much cups as possible, because this isn't like this isn't the Capitals where it's like, well, they're probably going to lose the second round. This team's going to we're going to see a repeat from last year's Stanley Cup Finals. It's going to be Nashville Pittsburgh again. It is going to be a goddamn bloodbath. That's, it's, no, he, he, all right. No, I was just going to say uh, to that end. I think um, we're looking at the same kind of playoff series, second round especially, mm-hmm. that we've been looking at for the past four years now, five yeah. years now. Um, yeah. It uh, it's certainly one of those moments where uh, if Pittsburgh's going to get it done, now is the time to yeah. get it done. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the thing is, is that Pittsburgh have been chasing a, a third line center for so long now this entire season. They got in Broussard, uh, that that center depth of Crosby, Malkin, Broussard, Shahan. Uh, that's that's pretty uh, deep center depth. Core that's about right. as deep as the league you're ever going to get. And, and the thing too is Pittsburgh, even if they get out of that Metro division, they got a team either Boston or Tampa Bay that's going to be a tough. Boston tough scares series. me this year. I, I I'm still Boston with man. Tampa coming out of the East, but I would not be surprised to see Boston come out of the East. Boston, I'd love to talk about Boston for a second. First off, I used to hate Boston, and I hated Boston when they played Chicago in the Stanley Cup Finals. To me. You know, if you ever read the book by Mark Lazarus, he, he, he does the Chicago Sun-Times. He just put out a book about the Chicago Blackhawks and the dynasty that they've had over the last 10 years. It really starts with, like, the Kane and Taze. And, like, uh, it really starts with Rocky Wurst's dad dying and, and Bill or, or Rocky Wurst, whatever. Anyways, and, and, like, how they basically went from being one of the worst viewed franchises in sports to, like, one of the marquee ones in all the professional sports. Anyways, um, shit, I forgot where I was going with that. But, um where was I going with that? You were you were talking about the back in the days of what what was the toughest playoff series? For oh, I'm sorry, sorry. Anyways, anyways, I apologize. I, sorry, I just completely uh, I uh, do this thing hey, when I train right. a lot. I call I say fumble fucking where I start to get kind of mentally off. But anyways, I always thought the Boston Bruins were the hardest series. I now found after reading the book that the Tampa Bay series was the hardest. But I you know the Boston team in the past I fucking hate them. They hit hard. They hit <laughs> often, and they were talented. This team now is. Way more talented than I think their Stanley Cup championship team was. Yeah. Uh, they've got a lot of infused young talent with some nice-sized veterans. You have the best line in hockey with Bergeron, Pasternak, and Marchand. Uh, and Marchand, God, he I used to hate him. I thought he was just a rat. I love the way he plays now. You know why? Because he's never going to stop doing what he does. <laughs> he's going to keep cheap hitting people, and he's going to score a shit ton of goals, and fuck it, who cares, right? Like I, That is him. That's him in a shot. I want to touch on that because I feel like Marchand always had a bruiser backing him up so he could get away with chirpy calls like that. He reminds me of Matthew Barnaby way back in the day. Shit, on the that's a good comparison. <laughs> he, 
Marshan still to this day you know pisses what? me off, and I don't like him because he always had Lucic, that big mouth breathing dummy, oh, yeah. right on the ice with him. Yeah, and Lucic is, is a fucking beauty in his own part. He's playing so bad this year, it's like Christ. Um, but <laughs> I don't disagree with you. I think right now it's not Milan Lucic that's backing him up. It's the fact that he's fucking potting 35 goals a season. That's yeah. what backs yep. up what yeah. he does. You know why? Because the league doesn't want to suspend uh, Brad Marchand as a fourth-line grinder for 20 games because he is a top-10 you know, NHL player in a lot yeah. of regards. So, um, Anyways, though, sorry, jumped in there. I, I, think, I think you're right. I think this playoff series is going to be really interesting. Tampa is built now. Tampa sounds like they don't want to blow it up. They haven't made any massive moves. We'll probably see it in the next 48 hours. You just never know. Eric Carlson, it, I know Eric Carlson's gone. I think I, I, I want to talk about draft. something. I think, I think Can I talk about something? All right, what do you want to talk about? I want about? to talk about the Senators. All right, so <laughs> here's, here's what I'm mad about right now. And I kind of alluded to this earlier in the podcast, but here's what I hate. The Senators were one goal away from going to the Stanley Cup Finals last year. And you look at... People with advanced hockey statistics will tell you that they shouldn't have been there. I agree with that, you know. But then they go out early in this year. They start off just playing horribly. So what do they do? They trade a load of picks and prospects to get Matt Duchesne, all right? So that that tells the organization, we're trying to compete again. They don't. They're not competitive this year. But they have Duchesne for next year. They have Broussard for next year. And what do they do? They start talking about fucking tearing it down. And now Eric Carlson's gone? Like, how did – like – you know, sometimes I think, like, if you get, like, th- this happens a lot, like, in fantasy football, where you get in someone's head in any fantasy sport, and you say, this is the guy I want, what do we have to do to make this happen? After a while, that guy gets traded, even when he was said he was untouchable before, you know? And that, to me, blows my mind that you would even consider getting rid of Eric Carlson. It's like, hey, fans, by the way, no one comes to these games anyways, we're going to tr- we're gonna trade the best player in the organization's history, even going back to when they won the Cups back in, like, 1910 I'm telling you like this is the best the most generational talent they've ever had with a year left on his contract why aren't you building the team to fucking win right now like New York is trying to do with with Tavares to keep him around like you're gonna tell me you're gonna try to mortgage you're gonna you're gonna trade Eric Carlson to rebuild this thing like why what's the point like you 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 mortgage the future in November and now you're going to screw that future. And, no, and now that. you're going to turn right around. You're going to turn and you trade Broussard, you know? And, and you, I don't mind the Fanouf trade because I think that was a good money trade for them. Yeah. But you traded Broussard. And it, it, to me, I thought when that trade happened, Broussard was the UFA after this year. To know he was there for another year, it, to me, it's the biggest fuck you to the fans ever. You know, I, I'm so sick of them saying, like, oh, we're going to cut Cat, we're going to cut, you know, all this shit, and, and we're going to we're gonna get down the salary so we can rebuild and, and take a run at this. You have a competitive roster. Yeah, It's just not going your way this it's year. Not, it's not going their way this year. But uh, to trade these guys away, because you know what? My, my biggest argument with when people say, like, well, they want to save the cap space, that doesn't do anything for you as a fan. You know what that does? That gives Eugene Melnick, the owner, more money. When you cut salary off a roster, it doesn't do anything for us. All it does is give more money back to the owners. It's the biggest argument with the with the Polish family, like or the Polish family for the Minnesota Twin. Twins. Like people are always like, "Well, Jim always paid so much money." It's like, who fucking cares? Let's spend money on someone. Like, yeah. spend the money because if you don't spend the money, You're they not- get more money. And if they're not willing to spend money, that's not indicative that they're not guys out there. It's just that they're too cheap to give. Yeah, their team a fighting ex- chance. Ex- exactly. And Eugene Melnick is too cheap to give his team a fighting chance to legitimately win a cup. He's yeah. too cheap. Yeah, yeah. No, and and I think... That was a little bit of a rant. I apologize. <laughs> it's, it's all good. You know, I think part of it, too, is... We see Carlson now. He's in his he's in his late 20s. He's hitting his prime. I, I, I feel like they just don't want to pay, pay up for him. You know, again, just going back to the whole argument. Because I think he's going to command some... He's going to command at least eight figures a year. He's going to command. He, well, he's going. To, he's going to get. He's going to get eight oh, years, sure. ninety-six million. He's going to yeah. get twelve million dollar contract. Yeah, he, and he, he deserves because he is argue. He's the best defenseman by far. Yeah. Not even close to even comparison. But he is a top three player in the world in my eyes. Yeah, he almost single handedly beat the Pittsburgh Penguins in the conference finals last year. Yeah, he just he was out of that. He was out of this world last year. If Eric Carlson is traded. 
if I was in Ottawa, I would tell, I would say, fuck you, I'll never go to a game again. Why would I ever do it? Might start buying some Jets jerseys. Huh? Might start buying some Jets jerseys. Yeah. yeah. Might, yeah. Might, you know what? Why, why even? Why? Yeah. It's such, it's so, so shitty as an owner. If you're an owner of a sports team, I understand that you got to that way because you are able to effectively manage money, but you don't go into sports ownership to save money. You go into sports ownership to win championships. Yeah. To, to provide an experience that is unparalleled by anyone else so that people come back and do it. The reason why the Minnesota Wild continually sell out even though they've, you know, and they've done well is they've spent the money. They spend to the top of the cap. They, the arena is always in good place. They make adjustments. They make upgrades. They try to create the best fan experience ever and put the best fucking team they can on the ice. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. When, you, when you refuse to do that, why are you an owner anyways? Yeah. And I think especially to your end when we talk about how far the Ottawa Senators went last year, to see them absolutely blow it like this this year, you know, kind of between maybe trades that were ill-conceived, too fast, uh, it kind of, it kind of, just boneheaded moves, kind of left and right. It's it's hard to watch them really struggle like this, and you know they're looking to be at the very bottom of the division. You know, and all of a sudden they're playing the Jack Hughes lottery for 2019. They are the Jack Hughes lottery, and we I want you to touch on that in a minute because I think he's going to be even bigger than Dolan. But um, you make a good point. You make the trade for Duchesne, right? That that to me that's a win now move. You know, that's a win for our future. Oh, absolutely. And and they paid a premium. I, oh my God. I don't care if you pay. I don't care if you pay a fucking premium if you're trying to put a competitive roster on the ice. Um, yeah, it's but just, but then all of a sudden to trade Broussard, you walked into the season with a one A one B combination on your centers with Turris, and now you have neither of them. Now you have Duchesne who's going. Why the fuck did I have to be traded to this team? Yeah. Where? Why even have Duchesne? Why don't you trade Duchesne again then? Yeah, exactly. If you're gonna if you're gonna blow it up and trade Eric Carlson, you might as well trade Matt Duchesne right now to a team. God, what if he went there? It'd be unbelievable if Matt Duchesne got traded to a contender. Oh yeah! If I'm the New Jersey Devils, I'm calling. No, 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 no! I'm going to say if I'm if I'm a contender and and they're trying to pitch me Duchesne, I'm not I'm not taking that call on Duchesne unless they're going to give me him for cheap. Because you look at what look at what Colorado has done since they traded him. Gosh. You know they. they they're, that, they're not a great that's, that's team. Not, that's not fair to put it all on Duchesne. They're, Duchesne. Not, they're not fair to put it on Duchesne, no. but it's like, all right, there's got to be something. You know, he finally gets what he wants. He goes to this Iowa team that was one goal away from a Stanley Cup, and his team's not putting and together. He, he, started off, he started off having a really, really rough time, and, and Turris started off really hot in Nashville, and then they kind of went flip-flop. Now Duchesne's playing a lot better. Here's the thing with Duchesne. Duchesne's issues in Colorado weren't his fault. The team constantly floated the idea of him being traded for about a year and a half. You can't put that on Matt Duchesne. That affects players' psyche when yeah. you're sitting there and saying, like, all right, all right, well, hey, we might trade you, we might not. He thought he was going to move to the deadline. Then, you know, you... you well, it, well, was it the chicken and the egg? Was Duchesne requesting that trade, or was Colorado saying you were going to trade They you? wanted to trade Duchesne forever. They did, well, but I think yeah. it was Duchesne pushing for that forever. But they didn't... But the problem is, he shows up at training camp. You see, he doesn't... He wants to be an avalanche. Like, his favorite player was Joe Sackett. Oh, yeah. Do you think... He goes... True. He yeah. was... You ever watched the draft from 2008? I'm right nine, with that. Nine. nine. It goes uh, Tavares, Hedman, Duchesne. Right? Am I yeah, correct? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I remember when Hedman went to, to uh, Tampa... Duchesne lit the fuck up. He was so goddamn excited. He was his face was like you could see it. He wanted so badly to be a Colorado Avalanche. Fair team his entire life. For him to now go to that team, they had a competitive roster and watch that team mismanage some of those players. You think of the Paul Sasney like getting rid of him contract where it's like they should have easily resigned him. You think of the Ryan O'Reilly trade which didn't work out, yeah. and it's like. They, you know what? At, at the end of the day, it's not I'm Matt Duchesne. He's just a fucking player. It, it's it's on the organization. And Joe Sackett did it the right way. He yeah. maximized his asset return. Yeah. Exactly. Some of these. Some There's of these no GM that could have maximized the return for something that was inevitable for about two years. Joe Sackett, I thought, was one of the worst GMs until he made that trade. Yeah. I thought, no, you just, you, you know what? You know what you did? You gave yourself two years of goodwill with your organization. <laughs> 100, you 100% did. Not to mention, they, they played they play a lot of You've got seven players for one. Since that, since that trade, you know, they're, they're knocking on the door that's a, that's here a, for a, a playoff position. I, I don't think they're going to make the playoffs. I think there's too many teams ahead and, of And them. that's fine. If they don't make the playoffs this year, but guess what? It, that, that it, it, it's still in the hunt. Trade. They're still in the hunt. I mean, they're it, three still, points it still back shows, behind St. Louis shows, for a wild card spot. It, sh- it still shows Denver that, hey. Three points, two teams in front. It, you know, you look at a guy like Samuel Girard, which is like the big piece in my eye, plus a first-rounder next year for Ottawa, who, I'm sorry, look how bad this is even now. 
Ottawa might be a top five worst team this year. They sure as fuck will be next year. Yeah. You know what the oh, hard part about that is? Colorado has their first round pick either this year or next year. And the, the stipulation is in the Duchesne trade was if they were in the top ten picks, it, it transferred over 2019. Right now, unless I'm getting the number one overall pick in this year's draft, I'm scared enough to say if I'm the Ottawa Senators, please take this pick. If you get two or three and you're the Colorado Avalanche, I want you to take this pick. I think they have. A, I think that's part of the language that they're able to say they get to pick if they're in the top ten. But I'd be scared as shit going into the next season, especially if you're going to trade away Carlson and everybody else, to give up the number one overall pick, who could potentially be Jack Hughes. Is that his name? Yeah, it's Jack Hughes. Yeah, Jack Hughes. If, it's not that, if they don't get the number one overall pick this year, if it's two, three, or four, I'd say Colorado take it. Mm. Fucking take that pick, and we will just go back. Nice. Yeah. I'm glad you I'm glad you. Yeah, click no, the click the player, click the player. Canadian yummy no, there. I, I'm sorry for going on no, no, I get really like no, this is I, perfect. I, I, I totally I totally agree with all that because I think you really if you're Ottawa, you 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 want to draft a guy like Darlene if you get the opportunity. <laughs> but if you don't have the opportunity to draft a guy like Darlene, then I'd say yeah, give it to Colorado and focus on next year possibly getting Jack Hughes. I agree. You know, it's 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 really weird with this team. It just feels like they're they take one step forward and they're taking two steps backwards. It's just and even a third with the Carlson. Yeah, 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 and that and that's just and that's just kind of hovering around their head right now with the idea of possibly trading him. But I, honestly, he, Eric Carlson trade. Okay, what do you want in return? Give me your scenario. You're trading them. It's over. What are you gonna? What are you asking for? I would ask for players, two top six forwards, a top under the age of under the age of twenty five. I would yeah. say under the age of twenty five, which not a lot of teams have. I'd ask for first, second, and then another defenseman. You know what I would do? I wouldn't ask for picks. I'd say I want your top three best prospects on a deep farm team. I'd say I don't give a shit about the picks because, honestly, with Eric Carlson, those are going to be late-round picks. I want your top three prospects. Yeah. And you yep. look at deep teams, teams like Tampa, teams like Boston who could actually do it, some of those players are actually really good. You know, mm-hmm. That's what I'd be asking for. I'd be asking for guys that like are proven right now that they're not projects, that are guys that are going to definitely be in the league. I'm asking for the moon and back. And, in fact, if I really wanted to play it out the right way, whoever got the number one overall pick – in this year's draft, you know what I would say? I'd say, how about this? You give me your top prospect and number one overall pick, you can have Eric Carlson at the draft. You can have him. Contingent on him signing with you, too. We'll even make it that. We'll do it. We'll figure it out. We'll say if he agrees to it, he'll he'll sign a long-term extension based on these numbers. That's what I would do. You get Rasmus Dahlin, you get a top prospect. Say, fuck it. I want guys who are going to come in here and compete. No more picks. No more this bullshit where they come in and go, we've really, you know, hey, We've really allocated some of our draft capital back into our farm system, and now we're going to be competitive. No, you're not. You're not going to be fucking competitive with the 30th or 31st overall pick in the draft. I want a number one pick or top-end prospects, A-level elite prospects. Yeah. That's all I want in return, and I want a ton of them. And so I'm understanding this right, and so everyone else is too. You would rather invest in pulling up players from other farm teams than potentially taking the risk. 100%. I like that. I, I, I kind of like, like that better. The, the prospects, you you, you, you have you a better want, beat you, of where they are. You know, you, you do have a better sense of where they're going to be, what they're going to turn out to be. I actually, I know, I I I agree with that. I, I mean, we look at Don. He I, only played like five minutes. Or something. What do we, what what do we think? Yeah. Four, four-way unanimous agreement on that. Yeah, I I I think my whole thing is when you trade Derek Broussard, you basically said we're going to trade Eric Carlson. You know, because yeah. you had no reason to trade Broussard. He had a five million dollar contract. He is a one A player. You have Duchesne. That's a nice little pairing. I think they could have made the playoffs next year. I think they've had really bad goaltending this year, yeah. bad possession numbers. But you know what? You hire a couple analytics guys at the midpoint of this year and say, "Help us try to figure out what we need to do in the guys that we should go after." Mm-hmm. A lot like what Toronto did. Um, you could start finding players that might have made more sense for your roster and be able to compete and go in the playoffs. Because honestly, you have a guy like Eric Carlson. You want to teach. You want to show him that we're a competitive team. Like the biggest game of chicken right now, and it's not chicken, but Gar Snow and John Tavares. John Tavares could potentially leave, but do you think John Tavares feels better right now, knowing that they have an arena in Belmont Park that's going to start up? They're going to get out of Brooklyn. Uh, he has Matthew Barzell as his number two center on that team. He's Matthew got, Barzell is elite. He's got Josh Bailey locked He's got Josh Bailey. Well, let's talk about the Islanders for a little bit. If you look at that, going back to that Philly Red Wing trade for Mrazek for a third, 
And, and it was the third and fourth. Yeah. 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 How, how do the Islanders not make that trade? See, I see. That's, that's the thing. That's the Island, Islanders it's, really. That's a really. How do you point. not offer that if you're the Islanders? You're you're looking for. How do you not offer a second round pick to get a starting goaltender? Goalie for the future. You're looking to create, uh, turn in, get Tavares for. It's the rest of his career. He's a top. We five still have less than it's such, it's it's such but it's it is such. Top top no, Mike makes such. Mike makes such a great point. This is the same argument I have when we've talked on podcast. When Taylor Hall got traded for Adam Larson, I said, "How the fuck did Chuck Fletcher no. not get give up Jonas Brodine, who is a better overall player yeah. on a much more term friendly contract, and get Taylor Hall? Because yeah. Taylor Hall." Wearing wild green right now would have been unstoppable on that roster. Oh, absolutely. How that, the fuck do you not? That, how do you? You should be fired if, if someone fleeces someone that well. I, see, Hall. The team that, that could use Hall, that player more. More. Hall is the type of guy that the wild need right now. You know, they, they need that. An elite game changing yeah, wing. Exactly. So young forward. My point is how do the Islanders not make this trade, but the Flyers do? And I think it goes back to me. And they made a trade today where they grabbed Davidson from the Oilers um, for a third-round pick in 19. Yep. Um, which is a nice depth defense move, but you need a starting goaltender. You do. Yeah. Or, or you need to get Eric Carlson. That's your one or two options. <laughs> Grice is not the guy. Halak is you want, not you want, the guy. You want to keep, you want to keep John Tavares in, on the island? Get Eric Carlson or get a number one net. Oh my god! Yeah. In my thought process, and you're going to hate this, and I've talked about this, it's Henrik Lundqvist, and I don't want to hear everyone's shit about. Well, he wants to retire as a Ranger, and he wants to do this, this, and that. No players in today's NHL retire from the team that they drafted. They I, never do. They never do. That, that's, and, a, that's a great trait to, t- to talk about, but bringing up your previous uh, point that you made on the, 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 the New Jersey, the New York, the New York teams. teams don't trade with each other. See, I just can't get, see one question. What are you going to have to trade for that? I wouldn't have thought that, though, but look, I, I, but I don't think the, they care about Lundqvist as much as you think. They have that Russian kid who they think is yeah. the future netminder. If they can get out of his $7.8 or $8 million salary... They're going to do it. You get out of that. You have that. It, it all makes sense from the Rangers. But then it's like, do we ship this over to the Islanders? Our rivals. You give them we're hand. not going to be competitive under Henrik Lundqvist. I'm no, sorry. No, no, we're no, not no, gonna, no, no, no. You're not. You're not. But there's what, a reason the, those New York teams don't trade with each other. It's because they're usually competitive at the same time. And they're the not okay, competitive right. at the same time. You look at New Jersey. You look at the Rangers. And it's this isn't Glenn Sather. You're 100 right. Glenn Sather? Wow, those are some good saves. If it's Glenn Sather... Glenn Saver's never making those trades. Jeff Gordon is smarter, though. Yeah. He's a little bit more agile. He doesn't give a shit about the old boys club and, like, not making these trades. Everyone says this. I, I've told a couple of those. like, oh, it would never happen. It's such a dumb idea. I'm like, is it that dumb of an idea? You get an elite number one goaltender who maybe a little bit past his prime a bit, but a guy who could win you some playoff wins yeah. on a team that is arguably very much better than what he's played on the last three, four years. And then, okay, then going back to this whole conversation we've done, Maybe that's why they didn't make the Marizic trade. Maybe. Maybe they're working on something because that's going to be a complex. But you game. need to hit a goddamn home run at the trade deadline to keep John they, Tavares. They don't, they don't get that goalie. It's like, okay, then you go back yeah. to that they don't Marizic get, deal. And you, like, you don't get a top-pairing defenseman. You don't get a number or a number one solid goaltender. Yeah. You, I'm telling you, like he is about and not a rental. He, not a rental. It's not a. It's not a long-term a, it's thing. It's not that a is getting Mike Green. No, it, 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 this is this is a guy who's going to come in here and play and and show that past this year that they're going to compete in the playoffs. That's all he cares about. He's loyal as shit. He is unbelievably. That was a sick goal. Uh, we don't want to jump into it because people can't see it, but he is a very loyal person. And from everyone you read these articles. He feels comfortable enough, almost like Steven Stamkos did, going into the offseason without a contract, knowing that they could potentially lose him for nothing. But at their point, too, they aren't going to trade him because then they're agreeing that, you know, that they didn't believe he was going to sign in the first place. I think classy organizations say, you know what? You're a grown adult. If we want to run this out until the end of the year and then play the game, we'll do it. We'll make you the highest paid fucking New York Islander of all time. I, They're going to offer him $12 million a year. I, I, They're going to offer I, him the fucking boat and back. I don't think he's leaving New York. I don't I, think so either. I, I, I think he. I, I think he's going to see what those other offers are. I, and here's the problem. People go Toronto. Toronto can't have him. You know why? They have too many elite young players. That they're going to need they to pay up. They here. can't pay up for it. They will, they, had so many bad deals. They will not be able to do it. Tampa right. can't do it. He's... Yes, he has an opportunity to win another place if he takes a fucking weird contract, but he is a guy who, 
who signed a very budget-friendly team his last contract to stick around and try to see if he can make it work. And although they've had a couple rough years since that contract, I believe with some of the young talent that they've drafted, especially you look at guys like Barzell. And, 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 and look this year, too, and Bolivier, their defense has been gone the entire year. It's been yeah. injured. You have a healthy defense, this team's playoff by a mile. Yeah, they, they, obviously they're going to need to have another defenseman. They're going to need to get another – they're going to need to get an actual – And it's a long-term defenseman. It's not – No, no, you can look and it's like, all right, let's – Not to talk Rangers, but it's Ryan McDonough. It's a guy that's – Ryan It's something like that. It's not a Mike Green who's going to get traded and you're like, okay, what's Mike Green going to get us? Okay, it might get us the first wild card, so we don't have to play the Lightning. No, you need, you, 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 and, but you, that's not going to give you Tavares. Right. They have made some really, really shrewd moves in a couple of years. They got rid of Travis Hamanick, and I think the Travis Hamanick thing was interesting because he clearly wanted to go to Western Canada. He he wanted to be closer to his family. He had a sick family member. That member got better. Um, I think afterwards that there was still just him wanting to go back there. And they made a trade, and they made a trade. They didn't have to trade Travis Hamannick. He was one of their better defenders. Gar Snow is smart. Um, he would not be in this position. He's one of the longest tenured GMs in the league right now. Yeah. He's he's a smart cat. I really think that the Islanders have to swing for the fences on this mm-hmm. and say, and, and maybe the conversation with Tavares is, John, what do you want us to do? Like, what do we have to do to keep you here? And if he says, I like the team we have right now. If we make the playoffs, cool. If we don't, we don't have to. I mean, they'll do anything to make him happy. They're not talking contract. They're just like, help us, you know, tell me what you want to do. If you, if you want he's to fucking go for it. James situation right now. Run this team. What do you want? Correct. What's going to keep you he's here? He's a top yeah. five center in the league by a mile. He oh, has been far. since he jumped in the league. He is a game-changing talent, and, it, and his talent has not been wasted with the Islanders in my eyes. His talent has just not been seen on the big show. Yeah. He's never been to the second round. He's never gone deep. But oh, no, he's been to the second round once. Once. That was two years ago. Two years ago. I'm sorry. No, no fine. But, but, but not very many playoff appearances with, with the team since he's been with the team. But, I, again, I, I think this... I've been talking this, for a while. I, Go for it. Sorry. No, no, no. I I think they the Islanders are in a good good position right now with all the young talent that they have on their squad, the Barzells, the Beauvilliers, the Baileys. Um you know, the list just goes on. Again, it, it, you got to just swing for the fences and get that number one goalie in that, uh, in another another depth defenseman, if not two. And a question for you guys: If it's if who would the who do you guys think the Islanders should go for for potential goalie at the deadline? Uh, who who's out there that that would be uh, tradable? Morazic's um, gone. Uh, once Jimmy Howard's. Jimmy Howard's not the type of player. But they're not going to trade Howard after they're, trade they're, Morazic. They're not, not going to trade him. Yeah, but maybe that's somebody you that. saw. Yeah. Is Howard's deal done this year? No, he's got two years he's left. He's two years deal? Yeah, that, it's questionable. I don't, I don't you know. Do you want to swing for the fences? You want to swing for the fences, too? You want to make it really ridiculous? Josh Ho saying two first-round picks. But Hank's not a long-term situation. No, no, no. For, you know what the guy go for? I'll get weird. Carey Price. Go for him. Well, yeah. the, the the Montreal Canadiens need to completely tear it down. Yeah, no, there's not one. Yeah, no, there's no, not no. one fucking player on the Montreal Canadiens to me that's going to help them win a Stanley Cup right now. And you want to say Carey Price? Well, he has played with them since '05, like when he was drafted. Yep. He is. They're not winning a cup. No, Carey Price's that, contract. It, I'm sorry. You need to complete. They first need to fire up Mark Bergevin. He has completely mismanaged the team. I'll always say my, my least favorite trade of all time was the P.K. Subban trade. Yeah. And this goes back in Canadian's history, which is the most storied hist- or, uh, franchise. franchise in the NHL. P.K. Subban trade was not as bad as the law trade, but Shea Weber is start trading them. Get rid of them all. And I, say it's, I say it starts with Carey Price. I, if I, somehow the Islanders can make a swing, a, a, a ditch effort to get them a number one center, and what if it, you know, it, I'll ask you this. Barzell... Two first round picks. Would you do that for Carey Price? I would. You know what? I go for it. Well, okay. What would you rather do? Uh, same deal. Any any deal. Eric Carlson or Carey Price or or who would who would you try to swing for the Francis for? Fuck. I, 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 I go. I, 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 I go. Carlson. Go Carlson. Wow. This is. I got. Wow. We're dividing here. I love this. I love this. You can't go both. You can't go both. So here's my thing. Here's my thing. Okay. The reason I go Price is because I think Price is on is on such a bad team this year. That's why his numbers are horrible. However, I think he has been consistently a top two goaltender in the last 15 years. Now, with Eric Carlson, you saw what Eric Carlson can do on a bad team. 
they don't have the goaltending because Craig Anderson is miles better than uh, Yaroslav Halak or Thomas Grice. Yeah. Eric Carlson will get you somewhere. He's not going to get you a championship. You can win off a fucking good goaltender, and that's carried. And that, and that fo- those forwards. Yes. That, that offense at the end will just have you. Um, have again, to- I think any trade, if they're going to swing for the fences for one of these two elite players, Barzell is going to be the guy. Oh, by and, far, Barzell. He's the number one center. Get, he's the number one center. If you get one of those two players, Barzell is gone in a heartbeat. And listen, and, and maybe that John Tavares goes. No, I'd rather have Barzell than than uh, Carey Price, or I want you to go in the offseason to get me a, a, a budget goaltender. I, if I'm the Islanders, Barzell to me might be the most untouchable player. The, that, and that's time. the thing too. I don't want. I don't want to trade away Barzell either. I don't either. But 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 to get one of those guys, if it took that, it, then you to keep to keep him around. Would you rather have Carey Price and John Tavares or Matthew Barzell and neither? I'd rather have Carey Price and John I would Tavares. Have, I would have Carey Price and John Tavares because Tavares, he's 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 again, he's a top ten player in this league. Price is a top two goalie in this league. He, I have, you, and I have a weird feeling about Carlson. I don't think Carlson's signing with somebody. I think Carlson's going to go to market. I don't care who it is. I think maybe Ottawa knows this, and that's why they're willing to get rid of it. Um, yeah, that's we we talked about the Brandon Davis um, trade here, but they go. Um, I, I think Ottawa's starting, and maybe they do or maybe they don't, starting to realize he's not going to resign. Maybe that's why the conversations are happening. I don't want to get too much into it anymore. Now, now I, I want to touch on your point, though, is I, I think Carey Price has been entirely too underappreciated for even if you look back on even last season. Kid came in, stepped up to the position, hey, he tore it up, man. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I think I definitely see the merit of investing in some talent like Carey Price on your team. You've got to get a goaltender. You know, and you do. Yeah, and, and they just have not had one since Rick, Di, Rick DiPietro, and they're still paying for his contract. Oh, and they'll be paying for his contract for the next decade. Yeah. Boom. Done. All right. Um, yeah, we, need to, we need to move on to guys who could be potentially. So I want to talk about a couple people, but I know, I know, Mike, you want to talk about Rick Nash? Uh, I mean, we can talk about Rick Nash. I think it's, it's a foregone conclusion that he's gone. It's probably the biggest na- Maybe not. Oh, he's being be- held out of games. Yeah, maybe maybe yeah. not the best player that's going to be traded. I agree. Uh, I agree. When, when we look here, but the biggest name. Yes. Uh, he he's gone. He's gone. Former number one overall pick, go to Columbus. Yeah, he he, you know. he could be uh, going back to Columbus. Look at that. I, 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 I think he should, I, I think Columbus too. should should bring him back. You know, and there's also another player that I've mentioned a couple times on this po- podcast, Mike Green. Who knows? I, I, I think it's foregone conclusion that he's gone, but he's missed. He's about to miss his fifth straight game. So, what are you going to get for him? He's uh, Mike you know, Green. That's, that's Mike Green's not going to get you a first in my eyes. That's Mike no, Green's second play, at best. It's a, it's a, second at best in a mid-range. But it, it's something that could, you know, just brings you more depth. I, I agree. I like your point of going back to Columbus. But, but I, I, go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to swing. You know, you you, you could talk about Nat, you, you know Nash is gone. McDonough's probably gone. Um, Mike Green, if he gets healthy, he's probably gone. There's there's players that we know that are probably going to leave. Uh, one player that I want to talk about that, that, that might be thinking is, uh, my idea is Dallas Stars acquire Matt Zuccarello from the Rangers. Oh, ooh, wow. <laughs> I love this. I love oh, this. I like this. I like this. I love this for a lot of reasons. First off, Zuccarello is one of the most unheralded players in my eyes. I love Matt Zuccarello. He, he, he's, pay, yeah. he's paid like a top player, and he plays like one. Um, he, you know, he was one of the first guys in my eyes who was the smallish forward who just outplayed competition. You know, Max Zuccarello wasn't like a – and he left and came back to the Rangers, if everyone remembers that. You know, he played with them for a couple years, did well, left, came back, played well, got a contract. Zuccarello would be a nice fit. You know, everyone wants to go, say, Rick Nash to Dallas because Dallas is a size team. And and Mm. we all know Dallas, Texas is a size city. You know, everything's about being bigger. And they like big forwards, and they've got some big forwards on that team. But man, they need, they a, need Mads, a little a Mads bit of that. Zuccarello on a Zuc- long-term Zuc- contract Zuc- like Zuccarello goes to the Stars. Oh. That's a depth that they need to push them into the. They, man, they're that, that, their second that, spot. That, that guy, that, that guy, fucking games, and he plays. He plays out of his mind. That, He's the type of guy that you just you, you get him and you're lucky, but he doesn't. A guy like that doesn't come around often. No, and, and the Norwegian we, we, Hobbit. We, we could talk about we could talk about other players as much as we want. That's a little under the radar. Trade. But that's a trade yeah, I would do with the stars. I, I, I like that trade too. Um, I was thinking though, like another guy from the Rangers that would be a good fit for Dallas would be Ryan McDonough. You know, they they could use depth on defense. This, this could be a big deadline for, for for the Dallas Stars because their their window is is 
has been open for the past couple of years. Yeah. They, they really need to make a big push. They're top heavy. They're, they're yeah. very top heavy, and, and, and we're starting to realize and understand how, and, but they have the number one oh, defenseman. Yep. You know, they have John Klingberg, and he is playing like it. And last year was hard, too, because two years ago, he played so damn well. Everyone's like, number one defense, number one defense. Last year, sophomore slump. Regress. We're seeing it's so bad in the NHL, a sophomore slump. Yeah. It is very bad statistics-wise. Mm-hmm. Comes back in this year, lights it up. We all knew he would. John Klingberg, phenomenal. They went out and got Bishop, great. The thing with this team, though, is Ben and Sagan, these guys aren't old roosters yet. Mm-hmm. These guys are still young chicks in a lot of regards. Mm-hmm. And and getting a guy like Radeloff signed for almost the back end of his long-term. Six million. That was a great, great, that was a great guy. But he way. has... That guy, and I'm sorry for swearing off, but that guy him? fucking games. You watch him. I watched. Yeah. I watched him the other night. And they were playing against uh, L.A. and he. I remember him diving. There was like two minutes left. He dove for a puck and and, and hit it past the defenseman. And went down for an empty net goal. And he just he's he's scoring like mad. He plays so hard for them. I love. That was a great deal. I love. Canadians could use him. Nashville could use him. Uh, all the Stars games that I've gone, he, I think he has a point in every Stars game I've seen this year. Oh, somehow I've watched he's a, a lot of Stars game player. Yeah, he's, somehow it, it's worked out that way. Alex, Alex Radloff might have been, he, you he, want to talk about top four or top five? He's having a great season. He's oh, not going to win the heart. Yeah, even because, because I think guys, right now yeah. it's Kucherov's to lose. Then if it's not Kucherov, you got Hall right there. And then you got a couple other guys. Oh, Brett, He's not going to win it, but it. He, I, I was saying that like, team is churning right there. They they've made some moves and they could do something because of him. Name, it's like he, he's not the best top five the Russians in the NHL right now. He, he's not the to best. To me, Kucherov, Malkin, Tarasenko, Ovi, Ovi, Well, I, I'm sorry. Here's my here's my. I don't. I love Ovi. I think he is one of the best pure goal scorers the league has ever seen. He scores ninety fucking percent of his goals. On that top circle. Top, 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 top circle, circle one-timer. Circle. Yeah, top circle time. power play one-timer. Yeah. But you know what? Raddy's the one who's just grinding. Raddy's probably Correct. the biggest grinder to the group. I think Kucherov might be the most skilled one right now. But Obi, Obi's going to go down as one of the greatest goal scorers of all time. Oh, by but, far. But it, and I'll never take oh, anything man. away from him. Uh, Canada, we just found that uh, they won uh, bronze. Good for them. They didn't, replay. Yep. They, they, uh, they didn't actually win gold because... Uh, this Germany, the worst Olympics ever. I'm rooting for Germany. I'm German. Jeff, you're German. Jeff, if okay. You're rooting for Germany tonight. Who, who? I am rooting for Germany. Um, who are you looking at? Is going to be traded by Monday. Who do you want to see? What's the trade? Tell me about it. Well, like I mentioned before, I I think it would be great to see Rick Nash going back to Columbus. And great you know, trade. The, 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 the Columbus is still in the thick of the playoff race. They need goal scoring. Mm-hmm. Um, adding a guy like Nash, that would be a great compliment to to their already skilled club. I mean, you know, some of their guys are having off seasons like or like Atkinson, uh, Felino, um, and a couple other guys. But you know, you, you do you know? I think everything else they have good defensemen. Bobrovsky's playing really well. Uh, they they just need an extra jolt of scoring. And I, I'd say Rick Nash to Columbus for I just go second. I would say he's good. He'll be the one guy who commanded first. I think. I, I think his name recognition and, and the type of guy they, they're going to be asking for a first. I don't think. They, they, well, because here the formula is first top prospect and a roster player. They're going to get nowhere near that. No. They'll get. They'll get a. They'll get a first. But I want to before we sign off here because we right. have two minutes left. It, what, honestly, it's been one of my favorite podcasts by oh, a mile. Absolutely. Uh, I think it's been our best year by a mile. I, I want to talk about two things before we end. I'll let Mike jump in too. Um, First thing I want to say is uh, Sean Bell has designed us a phenomenal new Purple Moose logo. Um, Sean, you sent us a mocks this morning. I couldn't be more excited about it. You did a fucking phenomenal job. You are an absolute genius. I'd love to hear from you for real quick uh, kind of thought process going through it and uh, you know what you're pumped about with it. But. Well, I'm super excited uh, for the new logo. I think this is uh, representative of a lot of rebuild years here. But, yeah. no, uh, actually, <laughs> I think uh, – I think uh, you know this new logo is uh, is a lot more indicative of what the Purple Moose podcast is all about. I think that uh, you know these guys are bringing you terrific content week after week, and I think that uh, we need to change it up, shift it up a little bit to uh, to make sure that uh, it's representative of these guys' work. So Appreciate really proud of y'all, and we're uh, really yeah. proud. We're really proud Appreciate of it. Thank you so much for always logos. doing the hard work and, uh, and and making this a legitimate brand. Um, before we sign off, Mike, you want to jump in on something? Yeah, I, I just wanted to jump in. We're in San Cloud right now. I wanted to give a stick tap to uh, Zach Fish. 
He is the uh, the play-by-play announcer from for the Hershey Bears right now. He's a St. Cloud alum. Knew him a little bit in he, co- college. Wasn't when we he went to St. Cloud? Didn't he do the? He got uh, called up to the, uh, the the Washington Caps did the play uh, did the play-by-play on the radio for the Washington Caps uh, Tampa Bay Lightning game uh, on the the twentieth. Uh, that's huge news. This kid is uh, I, I, he's, he's I an unbelievable him. star. I remember listening to him when he was here at St. Cloud doing some of the college games here. Uh, I remember I mean, Zach Fish. It's been a couple years since I heard that you, name. When you, but that's when you look at it, I think he's like a 26, 27-year-old doing play-by-play. Some guys he, are meant he's for he's he, he just got it, and it's like... Congratulations, uh, that, that's Zach. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Love here in St. Cloud. It's, it's not the hockey player that is like, oh, you know, who who's who here? I mean, we could talk about Garrett Rowe, who was in the uh, yeah, on the or, Olympics. Or Lash, or, or talk about some of these whatever, guys. But it's, but yeah. that, it's a huge congratulations. That, congratulations, that kid, that kid. That kid yeah, worked his ass off. the coast thing between yeah. Mike could, and I. Could, yeah. be, could be more. Could be more proud of, of any alumni from St. Cloud That's State. Uh, personally, I have great stick tap. By the way, I have more than enough pride that we went to St. Cloud State. Uh, three of the four here, um, obviously, and we got an honorary member who actually loves the the, the city, and uh, we're really happy to have Sean here. PhD Let's go Huskies. Yeah, Let's go Huskies. Go Huskies. Huskies. Uh, Woo! I, I want to sign it off real quick. This has been uh, another – sorry, Jay, you want to jump in on something? Well, before we sign off, I just want to have a – Drinks up for the uh, for the U.S. women's hockey team. U.S. Oh, women's hockey team won gold. Great job, girls. Yeah, yeah. The triple deep to win it. Triple deep to That's win right. it. Right. Uh, obviously, uh, you know this has been the best podcast I've had in a long time with my brother here. Uh, we have some special guest hosts. I want to thank Mike Stafford, Sean Bell for being here. Uh, I want to thank everyone for listening to another episode of Purple Move Podcast. Uh, we'll be back to you uh, with a little bit of a pre-playoff uh, uh, podcast in a couple weeks. But as always, my name is Andrew Faust. I've enjoyed the entire process. Uh, Jeff, sign us off. All right, catch you later, gang.